Minister family, as we prepare for worship this morning, let us take a moment for prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning as a church family, as a community of believers who rely on you for ultimate strength, guidance, hope, and love. Draw us closer, ever closer to you, Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ. And with the power and presence of your Holy Spirit, which dwells within us, continue to shape us into your people, the body of Christ. Father, it is my prayer that you would open our minds and touch our hearts with the message you would have us receive this morning. Amen. Over the past few weeks, we've been walking through chapter one of Ephesians with the Apostle Paul. As Paul first shares with us the spiritual blessings we have in Christ, and then in this latter half of chapter 1, he gives us his incredible prayer that we would understand the power in the tremendous blessings God has given us in his son Jesus. Our message this morning will be to consider the profound blessing and power we, as members of the body of Christ, share in the fullness we receive through Christ and what this means for us. Our primary focus will be on the final two verses in chapter one. You can find those in your pew Bible on page 1159. And he, God, put all things under his, Christ's feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all. This conclusion to chapter 1 speaks volumes about who Christ uh, is and the power and the authority that God has given him. In order to help bring these two final verses into the full context of what Paul is saying to the Ephesians, I will reflect on the three preceding verses, verse 19 through 21, that amplify verse 22 and 23 to end chapter one. But as I prepare to do that, I wanna ask you to think with me for a moment. What is the greatest display of power the world has ever seen? Think about that for a moment. A nuclear explosion? We know nuclear energy is so powerful that it certainly has the potential to either enhance or to destroy the world? What about a category four or five hurricane uh, such as we've just seen in Florida? Or a massive volcanic eruption or an earthquake measuring 9.5 on the Richter scale? We can see forces like these in nature, each being so powerful that they can easily level an entire city or wreak catastrophic destruction over miles and miles. Consider the immense displays of power and energy which occur in the vastness of the universe. Powerful forces indeed. However, as powerful as these forces are, or as these things are, I would suggest that the greatest display of power that the world has ever seen was the resurrection power in the enthronement of Christ, which Paul references in these last verses of Ephesians, 
when he writes in verses 19 through 21. And what is the immeasurable greatness of God's power towards us who believe? According to the workings of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. It's in this context that Paul then gives us the final words of chapter 1, which is our text for this morning. And God has put all things under Christ's feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. I love the translation provided by Eugene Peterson in the Message Bible. I know many of you are familiar with that, uh, where he says for this scripture, he is in charge of it all and has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. As we contemplate the power, the authority, and more the fullness of Christ who fills all things with his presence, allow this simple glove to illustrate your life apart from Christ. When you look at a glove, you can see a three-dimensional or a one-dimensional shape of what a hand is meant to be. But there's no power inside an empty glove. No power that would enable it to do what a glove is supposed to do. When my hand fills the glove, however, not only is the shape filled out, but now there's a source of power within. With this glove, I can grab a hammer and drive nails through wood. I can handle rough objects without pain or injury. I can take a rake and rake up leaves in my yard. I can bend down and pull out weeds that have grown up in my flower bed or in my garden. Honestly, Sherry loves it when I put on this glove uh, because all kinds of good things get done around the house. Uh, honeydew items get crossed off her list. But when that happens, is it the glove doing the work? Well, sort of. It's certainly involved in the work, but the glove can never claim power in itself. The glove is totally inadequate for the task without my hand. The true power is in the hand filling the glove. All the glove really needs to do is simply submit to that power, allowing itself to be filled, shaped, and enabled by that power. It's really not that different from us. Without the power of Christ working in us through the Spirit like a hand, we, if left alone, are a lot like this glove, inadequate compared to what we can be with Christ. If you feel that you've been unable to change 
or to start changing into the kind of person you know God has made you to be or or has empowered you to become, or if you feel that you have struggled to be able to fully do the kinds of things you know Jesus is calling you to do, the reason may be that either you haven't known about or fully understood this resurrection power, this authority, this fullness of Christ, which is meant to fill and bring fullness to your life. Or maybe you've known about it, but haven't been willing to submit to it, or not fully submit to it. When that is the case with us, our lives can feel a lot like an empty glove. We're all aware that when a person dies, the spirit departs. The body is still there, of course, but the true essence of the person is gone. And it will only be a matter of time before that body returns to its original state as dust. What kind of power does it take to raise a lifeless body to life again? I don't mean to a life that will one day end in death again, but to a resurrected life that is imperishable, immortal, glorious, and free. This, in fact, is what God did for Jesus by raising him uh, from the lowest place, the grave, to the highest place at the right hand of God the Father, where divine authority was given by the Father to Jesus and which Jesus now possesses as part of the shared rule over creation. It was from this highest place that God's rule is mediated to the world through the comprehensive authority of Christ. God has placed everything under Christ's feet, meaning under His authority. And though that accountability is yet to show itself completely, it is there. The future day of redemption will bring its full display. His authority is not heavy-handed as a dictator, And though it is based on immense power for sure, it's power fully saturated in grace and love. The absolute greatest display of power the world has ever seen or will ever see was the power that resurrected Jesus from the grave to glory. And now the power and authority of Jesus Christ who in His fullness will one day resurrect all those who believe in Him from death to eternal life. When you place your faith in Christ and place your life in God's hands, this very same resurrection power lives in you. As a follower of Christ, that power, the resurrected life of Christ pulses through your life now. Not only has our Heavenly Father put all things under Christ's feet, He has given the resurrected Christ as head over all things to the church, which is us, all of us who gather in his name. The text doesn't say that Jesus is head of the church, but that as head of the universe, he is given to the church. All things are submitted to Jesus, and he as head over all is given to the church. The victory achieved on the cross has resulted in an exalted Jesus 
And the church is a special beneficiary of all that. The one with whom the church is intimately related has authority over the whole creation. The ultimate gift of grace is the powerful Christ himself. Bible scholar Daryl Box says, it is this network that allows those who trust Christ to rest in their identity in him. For the one who leads them also has authority over the entire creation. But incredibly, that's not all. Through the church, which is his body, Christ fills all in all. The fullness of his life, Christ's life, fills all in all, fills everything, fills his body, the church, and all of creation with his presence. In a sense, the church is Christ's body is the visible manifestation of Jesus' presence in the light of his heavenly position which is at the right hand of God. The image of the body and head make the point that this is one entity with the same life flowing through the whole. So the body of Christ, the church, is seen to be where Christ is expressing himself and pouring out his fullness. Christ is the one filled by God who in turn fills the church. The church is the expression of the divine presence that comes from Christ, who expresses himself in the presence of God. Colossians 2, verse 9 through 10 echo this. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Bible scholar John Stott reiterates this. The church is the fullness of Christ, not because it fills Him, but because He fills it. And He who fills it is described as filling all things, the whole creation, the entire universe, Christ who fills the church fills the universe also. Christ who fills the church is filled by God, the true source of all things. We may know that the church is Christ's fullness in that he fills it with his presence. This Christ filling of all things is the cumulative effect of Christ ruling all things. And so the most natural meaning of this filling would be that he fills everything through the extension and the assertion of his rule and his authority. That is, Christ asserts himself with his authority as fully and completely as he pleases in everything. He is above all rule. He is over every name. God put all things under his feet. He is head over all things. And by this authority, he will sovereignly fill all of creation according to his will and according to his timing. He will accomplish his purpose in every sphere. He will make himself unmistakably known in every place 
He will be preeminent in every corner of the universe. There truly is incredible power and authority in the fullness of Christ. So what does this mean for us? Well, for one, we don't need to spend our lives in search of meaning. So often people struggle in their search for meaning. We search for meaning in worldly things that don't last, that wither and decay, that falter under pressure, that confound and disappoint, that deceive and destroy. Meaning can ultimately only find its true definition in the sufficiency and the fullness that our Lord Jesus provides. Remember also, we are co-creators with Christ. Our lifelong goal and effort should be to stay focused squarely on Christ and by doing so, learning not so much to search for, but to create meaning in our lives by intentionally and actively opening ourselves to that power available to us through the fullness that is in Him. Being rooted, built up, and strengthened in Christ. He is where we find our true meaning. He is our stable ground, steady and sure, unwavering, always available to us, guiding us in the right direction. We are truly complete in the fullness of Christ. So let me ask you, what obstacles do you face today that keep you from living more fully in the glorious and extravagant life that God has for you in Christ? We all have them. I have them. You have them. Here's my prayer for each one of you. I pray that you become the kind of people that God has made you to be. The kind of people that God has empowered you to be through the power and authority of Christ. I pray that God will open your eyes to see clearly that long ago He chose you as His own. Our Heavenly Father has promised to gather you up to Himself in the end. He is intimately available and actively working even now to help you experience the abundant and eternal life that He has to share with those who are His adopted children. Our Heavenly Father's power, which was displayed most clearly in the resurrection of His Son, enters and fills the life of every man, woman, and child who trusts Him, who obeys Him. Christ who lives in you is in charge of it all and has the final word on everything. Everything from galaxies in the universe to governments on the earth. Christ in you can and will overpower your problems, your failures, your worries, your regrets, even though they may be many. The grace of Christ is not threatened by your sin, or your guilt, or your shame. He knows all about you, the worst parts of you, and still His grace is sufficient. No one who threatens you is a threat to Christ. 
No thing that threatens you is a threat to Christ. No diagnosis, no loss, no rejection, no failure. If you allow Him to do so, Christ will daily fill your life with His presence and He will be your grace, your strength, your hope, your peace, your protector, your guide, your friend, the Lord of your life. I thank our Heavenly Father for each of you. I truly do. I also pray for you. Most of all, I pray that God through His Holy Spirit will open your eyes to know Him and to see the life He has made available for you in Christ. The hope of His calling, the glory of His inheritance, the greatness of His power made available to you at this very moment, and that you would grasp the immensity of the glorious way of life He graciously gives and so longingly desires that you receive. As I pray these things for you, please pray them for me as well. If you are a follower of Jesus in this life, then the one who literally dwells within you by the power of the resurrection is far greater than any other thing in the world which might stand against you. All things are under Christ's feet. He is the head over all things and his fullness by the power of the Holy Spirit fills our lives like a hand in a glove, enabling our lives in time to take on the very shape of his life. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the hope and the power in your holy word and for the incredible fullness we receive through the power, the presence, and the authority of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Enable his fullness to expand within each of us so that we may truly know the glory and the beauty of being shaped by the Christ life that lives in us today. Enabling and encouraging our lives to take on the very shape of his life. I pray that your peace, will surround each of you, each of us, as we go through this day and this coming week. For it's in the holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen.